Welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, comics, games, science, you name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is The Mandalorian Chapter 6 Nerd Out. I am your host, Austin. And with me is the amazing Amanda Lorian. Hey. <coughs> and the rambunctious Bob. Hi. And the uh, gnarly new and improved Nathan. Hey. Oh my guys. word. Yeah, dude, seriously, that was like straight goonies of you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word, my voice is like so going to die. I need a drink of water real quick. <laughs> I guess we're filling in. Um, I'm like 99% parched. I need a cola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. I, that whole entire opening, I was about ready to like cough my head off. Uh, anyways, dude. Okay, wait. I, I got to bring this. Dude. 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 Yeah. dude. Are you ready for this? Dude. Dude. Okay, listen, my fellow nerds. This. Listening. This is the last podcast we are having before we see Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. And I am so excited for it. Me too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, who who already has their plans for, for that day, Star Wars Day? Who, who's got their tickets? How early are you jumping in line? What, what are you guys doing? Let me know. Well, um... I got my I got my tickets. Uh, I'm actually meeting up with our our mutual brother who is not on the podcast tonight. Boo, uh, Colin. We're gonna go see it uh, opening night and uh, gonna be with some other mutual friends. We're gonna probably have some dinner beforehand, so we might not be waiting in the line doing the usual banter. We're probably gonna fill our stomachs, yeah, and then we're gonna fill our souls with some Star Wars. Ooh, so you're gonna be. You're not going to leave your bring your disabled brother. Well, you are like 100% not woke. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a few states away and it's yeah. hard to get there with a, bro- oh, with a broken leg. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. kind of I'm dense here. You Where know, we were Iowa? we were planning we were planning to watch yeah. together as three, uh, but then Austin had to go and ruin those plans. Yeah. You know? yeah so so yeah. <laughs> By living uh, in Denver. No, oh, by breaking his leg. Before. Yeah. yeah, well, that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's it's healing up pretty good. I'm uh, I'm in a lot less pain. I'm uh, and uh, and I don't care how much pain I am. I am going to see Star Wars on opening night if it kills hey, me. Hey, just turn it, just turn into Darth Sion and and live off of pain and suffering. You know, yeah, well, you're gonna I mean, be like. You're gonna be like Kylo Ren punching himself in the side. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoilers, in case uh, you haven't watched the last one or the last so, two. Yeah. So, Bob, what what are you doing for Star Wars Day, man? Do you got your tickets already? You taking the no, family out? No, I will be bringing at least my daughter. If I can get my wife to watch Episode Eight before then, we'll we'll do that too. Oh, oh, dude. 
Mm. I'm thinking what we're going to do is we're going to do an anyway. episode eight on Friday night and then Saturday day because I'm bringing my eight year old. Um, we'll go see it. Okay. Very cool. Well, I was actually being grilled earlier today by my daughter who gets to go because she's all, okay, mom, we get out of school at 3.15. What are we going to be doing? Have well, you gotten the babysitter lined up so we can go straight to the theater? Does, let me ask this. Does she really need to go to school that day or can she stay home and just play Star Wars games? With <laughs> like, what is she really going to learn in school? I mean, yeah, I mean, really? I mean, she she's gonna be distracted all day. Why not have her? They don't, home even, and... they don't even teach her how to use the force in there. Like, what what are I mean, they doing? It's not like she's doing a music concert that she's practicing oh. semester for that day. Like, Whoa. it's not like she's gonna do that or anything. Well, like who that. am I gonna play like Star Wars X Wing in Imperial Assault with all day? I need I need to, I need somebody to like nerd out with. So, <laughs> anyways, we we got our tickets already. I bought those right away. We are going to uh, the downtown Denver Pavilion, and we're going to see this thing in four DX, uh, which I wow. guess is like they have uh, like you know the three D glasses, but I guess they have speakers in the seats. And I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think the is, seats move too. Is that the you one know, with like the the wind and the rain and the the smell effects or something like that yeah, yeah maybe maybe i've i have never been in a 4dx theater experience you're gonna walk uh, out damp and smelling like something questionable well, I'm, I'm okay i'm okay with that <laughs> if uh may, maybe i'll uh he's gonna walk out some... smelling like a scruffy headed nerve herder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I'll be, yeah i'll be going with my broken leg and uh and i i saved up some pain medication <laughs> just for the night in case i need it <laughs> there you but go. uh but yeah, I mean, I mean, this is it, man. This is the the end of an era. This is our last podcast before we see Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which supposedly is the end of the Skywalker saga. So it kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen afterwards. And I think we should talk about that right after away. our little nerd, after our nerd news like sound thingy. <laughs> Many Bothans died to bring us this information. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, yeah, let's jump right into the future of Star Wars films post-Rise of Skywalker. You know, after the Skywalker saga comes to an end with the Rise of Skywalker, we, we really don't have an idea of what to expect exactly in regards to Star Wars on the big screen. It seems that Lucasfilm is also in the process of trying to figure out what the future of Star Wars films will be. But during a recent interview with the LA Times, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy offered up her thoughts on the future of the Star Wars franchise and what they are planning. Quote, obviously, that's what we've been spending so much time talking about. And it's a really important transition for Star Wars. What we've been focused on these last five or six years is finishing that family saga around the Skywalkers. Now is the time to start thinking about how to segue into something new and different. And when talking about moving, uh, excuse me, and when talking about maybe moving beyond the trilogy format a Star Wars fans are familiar with, she says, quote, I think it gives us 
a more open-ended view of storytelling and doesn't lock us into this three-act structure. We're not going to have some finite number and fit it into a box. We're really going to let the story dictate that. So, so Kennedy here is talking about Star Wars films segueing into something new and different and moving away from the trilogy format. What, what do you guys make of this? Like, what, what do you guys expect to see moving forward? I certainly hope a Old Republic series happens. <laughs> uh, on the on the big screen or on, on Disney Plus? Oh, on the big screen. I want to see. I want to see pretty much Knights of the Old Republic or something pretty darn close to it. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I want to see some Knights of the Old Republic era type of uh, stories. Oh yeah. Um, I want to see where they go with it. I'm just. I'm. I'm kind of leery after the last Jedi of they're talking about to open-ended storytelling. And that kind of makes me leery of what they're going to do. As long as they actually have some real storytelling to it. Well, that well, has. What, what do you mean by that? You mean like have a plan in well, place? No, or I, 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 it felt like the last Jedi, they didn't have a coherent story to it. It felt very jumbled. And so as long as they have yeah. better storytelling, that's all I really want. It felt like well, Disney forgot that Mary Poppins was not part of the uh, of the universe. Okay, so stop, <laughs> stop going on that isolated incident. I'm talking about the broader storyline that I still can't figure out what well, the last Jedi was about. I'm sorry, I can't get over that isolated incident. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, so I, I'll, I will admit, I watched The Last Jedi the other day for the first time since it's been uh, uh, out of the theaters. And, you know, I, I've, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's so many questions about what this story is. And I'm not just saying episode eight. I'm talking about episode seven and eight. Like, this whole sequel trilogy. There's so many questions about this sequel trilogy and who these characters are. And so far, we don't have any answers. And I think that's what's the, what's the most frustrating thing about the sequel trilogy so far. Now, if Rise of Skywalker answers those questions in a satisfying manner, I might turn around and look at episodes seven and eight and be completely on board with them um, and, and be completely happy with them. I, now, that's not to say I, I don't like episode seven or eight. I like episode seven. Episode eight, I'm lukewarm with. But uh, I'm, I'm really hoping episode nine hits it out of the ballpark with uh, answering these questions that they've raised and have not given us yet. So, but but as far as the trilogy format of of Kathleen's quote, uh, like like to me, the first thing that comes to my mind is just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like just like an open ended story that you know they can have movie to movie and eventually have some have, sort of team up. And it seems like they were already doing that in a way with Solo. Solo was so good. I like so it. I'll be honest with you. I, I like that one. I liked Solo too. But you know what 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 are they gonna do if they don't have a trilogy format? I mean what's the options? They just they have single movies, one off? Um they could do one offs, they could do phases like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where you do have eventual kind of a climax and an end to the story just to start up a new set of stories and and they could do it that way um 
if they did Knights of the Republic that way, that could be really, really awesome. That would that be. be pretty cool. That would yeah. be pretty cool. I don't see why they can't just start a new storyline altogether and just, you know. What? Well, the fear that I have now is that they're going to create these random stories and they're going to be like, well, we don't want spoilers coming out before the very end. And so they come up with these crazy stories that don't have answers until the very end. And it, I, I'm just, I'm leery of their storytelling now. Well, I, uh, I for one, uh, enjoy the trilogy format. That's not to say I'm, uh, if, if they walk away from the trilogy format, I'm going to be mad. All I really care about is is good Star Wars storytelling on the big screen. If they do that in any way, shape, or form, I'll be happy with it. But um, but hey, you know it, it it will definitely be interesting to see see where things go after the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, because as of right now, you know there there is you know rumors that in January. Uh, we will be hearing details about the next Star Wars film. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the near future. But hey, let's move on. Uh, Shazam 2 is officially in the works. That's right. Warner Brothers has officially announced Shazam 2 and has an official release date of April 1st, 2022. That's that's April Fool's. <laughs> Do you, so, so that got me thinking for a moment. Do you think? April Fools might have something to do with the Shazam 2 storyline because I could see the the two meshing well with uh you know the boy turned superhero and April Fools. What, what do you guys think? Am I, am I reading too much into that? Absolutely. Everybody's going to show up to that movie theater <laughs> and it's going to be Deadpool 3. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That would be perfect. There's going to be oh, no publicity for the movie. There's they're going to they're going to have trailers for Shazam 2. Everybody's going to think they'll be watching Shazam 2 and then Deadpool is just going to show up. <laughs> literally like oh. just i don't know shoot shoot shazam or like push him off of the stage you're gonna see the, oh, the crew man. be all confused but like, yeah it's my movie now that is funny <laughs> yeah that is funny well uh well here, here here's something to consider uh the release date is four months after uh dwayne johnson's black adam movie comes out black adam is the big villain of shazam uh and, and that comes out december 22nd uh, 2021. Um, so, so the two have to be playing against each other in some way, shape or form in Shazam two. Otherwise they wouldn't be releasing the two so closely together. But, uh, Zachary Levi, he's coming back to reprise his role in Shazam two. And, uh, David F. Sanderberg is expected to return to direct it. You know, I, I like the first Shazam movie. Did you guys see it? What did you guys think of the movie? I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great that it didn't take uh, it didn't take itself so seriously like the rest of the DC universe was at the time. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was uh, it wasn't making fun of it. It it was just the tone of that character. Yeah, and and that tone was right on with the the comics. It worked really well. Amanda, what were your thoughts on Shazam? It was good. Um, it's probably one of the better DC movies I've seen. Yeah. Nathan, did you ever get around to seeing it? I never saw the whole movie. I caught some parts of it while my roommate red boxed it. 
and uh, from what I saw, I thought it was pretty entertaining. So yeah, I unfortunately can't give the best of opinions on it, but from what I saw, I, I enjoyed it. Sure. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and another movie I'm looking forward to is uh, Wonder Woman 1984. You know, we just got the trailer for that, but we're already getting reports that Wonder Woman 3. Whoa, 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 whoa. A... Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> How do we even know that Wonder Woman survives this one? Are we going to do a prequel? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Did you learn anyways. anything from Doctor Who? Anyways, anyways, <laughs> we're getting reports that Wonder Woman 3 has its story all mapped out already, but it might not happen right away. Um, so Patty <clears throat> Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984, has said she's like I said already got the whole story mapped out. But if it's I mean if it's if if 1984 Wonder Woman uh, is a success, obviously they're going to give the, the green light uh, to make Wonder Woman three happen. But, but the catch is that it like it might not happen for a little while because in a recent interview with the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Patty Jenkins said the following: We actually already know the whole story to it. It's just a matter of Will we change our minds and when will we make it? I think that I think what we don't want to do is to do it back to back like Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. It's been great doing these two movies back to back, but I think it's important to give a little rest in between. And I like doing other things in between. And Gal, talking about Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, has other things to do. I never want to make decisions too far in advance. We have to see if we both feel like making the movie we think we want to make when the moment comes. So so who knows when we'll actually see the third Wonder Woman film. It sounds like the creatives want to take a break. What, what do you guys make of all this? What are your thoughts? Let, let's have Wonder Woman 1984 come out. Um, the other thing that we have to look at is whether they're going to try and reboot the Justice League. And if they reboot, they have to get a new one. Um, I'm hoping that they just soft boot it or soft reboot it. Okay, that that could be good too. So, but we'll see what they, and that might be what she's referencing, whether it would happen or not. Because right now they don't know if they're going to soft boot it or hard boot it. Maybe. I mean, that's that's a speculation. We don't we're, know that. We're for getting a, fact. a new Batman. Well, true. We're getting a sparkly Batman. So. <laughs> That kind of throws what is it? What is he from Twilight or something? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Twilight dude. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the joke. The joke is. The joke is uh, he's the worst uh, worst vampire ever. It took him ten years to turn into a bat. <laughs> yeah. We finally got the brooding Batman we wanted. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I I think. I think it makes sense. You know, people are going to want to take breaks. They're not going to want to make the same movie over and over and yeah. over again, nonstop, unless you're, uh, unless you're named Peter Jackson. But, um, I mean, I mean, it makes sense, but I guess the bummer, I mean, how long ago did the first Wonder Woman film get released? Like two years ago? I want to say it was 2017. Yeah. Roughly two years ago. And here, we, here we're going to get to the next one. So that's almost a three year difference. Uh, so, so like what, we're not going to get the next one for like five years down the road. I mean, that, that'd be a, that'd be a bummer. 
Well, I, I personally see the value in spreading things out like that because um, I know there's all different sorts of markets where you start oversaturating uh, a product. For example, like games like uh, Call of Duty or uh, maybe even in this case, controversial statement Star Wars where there might be a little too much. I don't know. No, but, uh, there is not <laughs> too much Star there's Wars. There's not too much Star Wars. Blasphemy. There's, there can't uh, be too much more writing. Okay, all right. You need to go back and say 10 Hail Baby Yoda. Hear me out on this. Okay, all right, all right. Hear me out on this. When you space things out, I truly believe it does add value to it because you don't – uh, overwhelm the the market audience and you you leave them wanting more but you force them to wait that pretty much all but guarantees a sale when they finally find out they're getting more and it's like five years later or something like that think about think about the the gap between episode six and episode one how big of an event was it austin when you found out episode one was finally coming out and I, if sure. I remember correctly, you made it onto national news because of your Darth Maul outfit. And I don't think you've uh, ever tried that hard since then. Did I? Was it national news? I mean, I, I know I made local news a whole bunch. I remember watching you on my grandparents' television. Oh, in California. wait, wait, wait. No, no, that's right. Like, I was on, like, CNN or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Dude, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That is so awesome. Well, yeah. Anakin made, Anakin made local news for episode seven. Um, Did he? Son, Anakin, yeah. Yeah, our son, our son's named Anakin. Everybody, that's how that's how dedicated we are. Uh, so, anyways, what uh, what 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 did you do on local news? Remind me. Um, they tried to interview him. He was. <laughs> they they tried to interview like a, a four year old. Yeah, yeah, he was three. He was three. Yeah, what are you going to get out of a three-year-old? In his stormtrooper costume, running around a haunted house. Oh, oh, I do remember that. Oh boy, that's crazy. Well, anyways, anyways, um, I, I think Wonder Woman 1984 is going to hit it out of the park. I think we're going to get a third Wonder Woman film. It's just a matter of when. You know, money talks, so who who knows? Uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot might be convinced to, to make a third one sooner than later. But anyways, let's move on. The Matrix 4. That's right. We're getting a sequel. The Matrix 4. We're finally getting a sequel to the original Matrix? The Matrix 4 and... Two? John Wick 4 are being released on, on the, the exact same day. Same day. <laughs> you know, as as Morpheus said to Neo in the Matrix, I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through oh, it. Man. Meaning, which which movie do you go see first? And that's the dilemma facing all of us Keanu Reeves fans. Uh, you know, so so what what film will you see first on May 21st? 2021 matrix four or john wick four what, what are you guys what are you guys most looking forward to what are you going to see first i would probably see john wick i'll say that right now really? I, I am so much more into that series than the matrix I, i'm sorry that's just personal taste so, really this this is one of those things where the gap was too big oh where yeah the matrix doesn't have as much of the pull as like the john wick movie yeah Sure. I mean, I mean, we're finally getting the second movie in the Matrix series. The fourth movie. Second. Fourth movie. The the second. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the problem that I have with the Matrix is I feel like it's going to be in Independence Day two. 
Oh, really? Yeah. You know how Independence Day was campy. It was great. I mean, like it it was a 90s sci-fi film. Uh, then they made Independence Day 2, and it's like, hey, let's take all that 90s uh, sci-fi campy crap and just intensify it. And I feel like they're going to try and take uh, Matrix 2 and 3 and say, hey, this got us a bunch of money. Let's shovel more of this over to them. And we're like, but we wanted more Matrix 1, not more Matrix 2 and 3. What's wrong with you? Are you dumb? So, I mean, this could just be filed under the didn't Matrixes that didn't happen. Well, maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, retcon it like... Uh like Terminator uh, Dark Fate <laughs> retcon three, four, Well, the beautiful five. thing about the Terminator series is uh, because of the time traveling thing and the time traveling rules that they built into the universe, they can retcon all they want and it's still canon. Like, sure. No, that, yeah, that is cool. Cause yeah, the time three, four, and five, they happened, but they didn't so happen here's because how, they happened. Here's how you, Okay, but the Matrix can do the same thing. They can retcon it and be like, well, you actually were still in the Matrix, even though you oh, thought you were out of the Matrix. This yeah. was the Matrix within oh, the Matrix. So they can true. retcon it Dude, if they want to. I just true. want, if they're going to do a Matrix uh, Matrix 4, I just want them to have somebody come up and say, no, Neo, you just thought you were the one. This is the real one. And then it's somebody else. Oh, boy. And then Neo oh, and that guy fight. And- and then and then uh, and then Matrix Ray shows up. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'll say I'm excited for both of them. I think I'll go see Matrix Four first, just because um, I know exactly what I'm going to get in a John Wick Four movie. Which you know, I like all John Wick movies. I, I own all of them, but I am curious as to what they're going to do with the Matrix Four. I guess my curiosity is peaked with that, and and. And I love the Matrix series, even though I kind of agree that two and three was subpar to one. Okay, you are trying to skip one thing that I really want to see that I haven't been able to see yet. I'm really disappointed. Oh, uh, what? You're trying to skip Jumanji. Okay, you want to talk to Jumanji? I haven't okay. even okay. seen I do the want new to Jumanji. Talk, talk Jumanji with me. I really want to see it so bad. Have you? you okay, so, want... so we're talking about Jumanji: The Next Level, the, next the level. sequel that just came out. Um, have you been watching the trailers yeah. for it at all? Because I, I, I need to take my kids to it this week. Because <laughs> This week? This week. I want to go see it this week. I wanted to see it this weekend. I even talked to you about it. You're like, no, well, don't get a babysitter. Uh, I don't really want right. to go. So, well, we got to do it tomorrow then. It has to be tomorrow. <laughs> because because Wednesday's Mandalorian. Thursday mm-hmm. is Star Wars. Friday's Star Wars. Saturday's Star Wars. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, Star Wars. So tomorrow's tomorrow's Jumanji. We're gonna see it. We eat, we sleep, we breathe Star Wars in this family. That's so, right, baby. So here's the sad thing for Austin: um, with his broken leg, he can't drive. Which means what normally would happen. I will Uber <laughs> my butt around town to go see Star Wars. But, what normally happens is. He goes to see Star Wars. He'll go by himself. Oh, He'll yeah. go with friends. He'll go with people he doesn't know. He will go see Star Wars 20 or 40 times. Well, so Amanda's exaggerating a little bit, but not Slightly, by a lot. Slightly, not really. So, so I, I'm not really I, Okay, I'm going to flex some nerd muscle a little bit. I saw Star Wars Episode One in the theater, I think it was 15 times. I saw Star Wars Episode Two in the theater 22 times. I saw Star Wars Episode 3 in the theater 10 times. I saw Star Wars Episode 7 
I think it was five times. I think I've seen f- uh, five times for episode seven, eight, uh, Rogue One, and Solo. So, so of course, I got to see this one at least five to twenty-two times. <laughs> so there you go. So okay, let's let's go see Jumanji tomorrow. Sound good? Okay, I I, I had to get this in recording. <laughs> So thank you for for being All right. Today. All right. Sounds good. But anyways, let's move on to some TV news real quick. <laughs> so uh, Brandon Routh, we've got Crisis on Infinite Earth. The first three episodes are out. And Brandon Routh got to play Superman again. And, you know, this whole era, if you haven't seen it yet, the Crisis on Infinite Earth is arguably the biggest and craziest superhero TV event ever. Ever. And that's thanks because of the storyline and the endless list of TV cameos. I mean, we even had the original Robin from from the Adam West Batman and Robin TV show on there. Uh, but Brandon Ralph got to take on one of the most memorable cameos, and that was portraying the Man of Steel again. And here's what he had to say about that, uh, that cameo. Uh, I approached it as if it was the final time. It was important for me. That's one of the things I had to get off the phone with Mark and consider and think about because if I continue to leave the door open and keep wanting more, then I was never going to be fulfilled. And that wasn't a place where I wanted to leave things. So I approached this as no matter how much screen time I had or whatever storyline ends up uh, the storyline ends up being, I'm grateful to have this opportunity. And I'm going to be okay with whatever this is. That's how I approached it. Just being grateful for the opportunity, putting it all out there and being okay with hanging up the cape after that. And I'm grateful for that because that's how I feel about it. I feel that the door that was open, the unresolved stuff after after Superman returns is resolved and the door is closed. But if the door opens again, I'm open to it. I'm good. Uh, I'm at peace with it, but I, but I am still excited to play the character if another opportunity that is right presents itself. End quote. Um, I absolutely loved Brandon Routh as Superman in Crisis on Infinite Earth, and and Bob, I know you haven't seen this yet. Uh, no, no spoiler away, spoilers. I mean the uh, quite <laughs> quite frankly the uh, the storyline for Infinite Earth has been around for way too long. It's past the the, uh, statute of limitations on the spoiler, uh, (laughs) the spoiler doctrine circa 1978. Uh, Honestly, the most fun of Crisis of Infinite Earths is just watching all of the actors and actresses who have played different characters in the past coming back. Oh, yeah. All the cameos. Yeah, the cameos are just spectacular. But, dude. We have a straight on like Superman versus Superman fight, and it's on par with the uh, the Man of Steel fight between Superman and I General would Zod. Have absolutely and- loved to. Uh, speaking of that fight, I would have loved to have seen um, the cinematic universe send somebody over like Superman. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For sure! For sure! And, well, I guess technically they did with Brandon Routh, but. But I don't know. The, the, the whole thing is super awesome. Uh, you know, what, once uh, the final two episodes get released uh, in January, we'll have to come back around and talk about it as a whole. But I, so far, I'm, I'm loving all of it. it, it it's a wild, fun ride. Uh, so, so, so catch up on uh, 
Crisis on Infinite Earth. It's on uh, CW. Uh, you can watch it off of their app. All, all of the different episodes uh, are on there. But anyways, let's move on. Guess what, folks? We have not seen a single episode of, of Star Trek Picard yet. But guess what? CBS has already renewed it for a second season. That's right. The, uh, the story with Jean-Luc Picard coming back and in a, a well i guess he's not in a starfleet uniform anymore he's in a uh well he's on a ship anyways but anyways the the, the the adventure will continue as a cbs all access uh show it's been renewed for a second season and and, and in this next chapter of Picard's life uh apparently he's going to embark on a mission to protect a mysterious and powerful young woman named dodge i think that's how you say her name D-A-H-J. Anyways, she shares some sort of connection with him, and he assembles a small crew for a little galaxy-class or sovereign-class flagship like the Enterprise. Uh, It's not the best ship in the world, but it'll get the job done. Uh, Season 1 of Star Trek Picard will premiere on January 23rd. You better believe we're going to be talking about that uh, as well. But uh, already renewed for a second season. What, what do you guys make of this? It has to show some level of confidence. It means there's that many people who have already bought CBS All Access because oh. of the card has been announced. Yeah. Getting ready for it. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you make of this, Bob? Uh, I think that this is going to be the Mandalorian of CBS All Access. I'm going to have to agree with Amanda on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the only TV show I'd probably get to watch that. Um, Star Trek Discovery just didn't pique my interest enough to get CBS All Access. So, I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Uh, Amazon... Uh, Amazon Prime, you know those folks. Amazon's Lord of the Rings prequel TV show has lost one of their stars, Will Poulter. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, anyways, he's dropped out of the Middle Earth fantasy series inspired by J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. The actor was loosely attached to star in the series. But no, he will not be appearing in it. And according to Variety, he had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. The exact nature of the character that he was going to play kind of remains a mystery. No one really knows. Uh, But obviously, the search for a replacement is underway. Uh, The series will explore new storylines that precede the Fellowship of the Ring. So this is a prequel series. Um, and there's going to be there's going to be multiple episodes. Uh, Amazon has already committed to five seasons of this series, and they're going to spend wow. over a billion dollars. Wow! On all these seasons, uh, so so this you know I'm I'm on and off again with Amazon Prime, but this, but this is going to be the Mandalorian of Amazon Prime for me. I think this so. is going to be like the Game of Thrones of Amazon Prime. To be honest, this is what oh, it's yeah. sounding like to me. Yeah, yeah, very well. Well, you know, the, so the, so this is supposed this TV show uh, is supposed to take place in the Second Age. Uh, and if you know anything about Lord of the Rings, the Second Age was the time in which the rings of power, including Sauron's one ring, 
came into existence. So you remember that that little prologue at the beginning of Fellowship of the Rings where, where they're making yes. the rings? So this this is what that series seems to be about, is that, that time period. Um, so this will be like the first people to wear the rings, perhaps? Oh. Yeah, pretty much. So That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's a cool premise. So, so if you're going to watch... If you're gonna watch all the Lord of the Rings stuff, I guess you, I guess how would you do it? You'd watch the you'd watch all of Amazon's five seasons. Then you'd go and you'd watch the the Hobbit trilogy, and then you'd go and watch the Lord of the Ring trilogy. So, Lord of the Ring fans are gonna have a lot of content. My wife is in, definitely in the gonna be happy with that. No kidding. Yeah, no, I mean it sounds it sounds cool. Um, I mean, but but I mean, what do you guys make of this? Should should we be worried that it's already losing its star? No. No. Well, why why not? Um, because the, this stuff happens all the time. Um, we don't know why yeah. he dropped out. There could be a myriad. Well, reasons. He, he dropped out f- for scheduling reasons, but yeah, but, so. but but who who gets who gets a starring role in in probably one of the biggest TV shows of all time and says, ah, sorry, I, I got to do something else. Okay, there are a lot of people who have dropped out maybe there's a contract they didn't want to break that created the scheduling that would have cost him a lot um maybe they're not sure about how well the series will perform but there have been actors who have done that and they drop out of like major series that would have shot them to stardom and they lost their chance so yeah it's too early to say whether it means anything yeah I, I think I agree with you on that one. It it, it happens. It's, it's it's not something to burn the bridges down yet. So I think back to um, the the conflicts that arose during the production of Solo, and uh, how that was giving that movie such a negative reputation to the Star Wars community, so much so that it became one of the well, no, I think it did become the worst-grossing Star Wars movie. There was nothing wrong with uh, that movie either, by a large margin. No, well, no, that's the that's the thing. Okay. So it had the drama, and it followed the Last Jedi. Yeah, so, so that was the problem. It was a victim of circumstance of pretty insane proportions, and that's not fair for the movie because you watch the movie, and you, it, if you watch that movie without any of that knowledge, you'd think, yeah, this was a good movie. How could it? How could it have? failed so miserably it is a victim of circumstance and, and i think and this is a similar situation out, it didn't actually fail well right no technically let's yeah. point that out technically it, it, it didn't it, i i, it, I just it, say in comparison to the other movies it it, it, it had very yeah, in, very in, little success. In, in comparison to other star wars films yeah but yeah but not by itself no yeah but, so that's that's the point i'm making you know this I, I don't want this to turn into a victim of circumstance because I I don't want to give up on something that sounds promising. I want to be, like I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Two Towers is in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Uh, but um, yeah, I I just want to give it a chance, uh, and I'm not going to let somebody who's leaving because of scheduling conflicts. I'm going to trust them on that. Sure. Uh, ruin ruin my opinion of it. I don't want to turn into an internet troll here. Sure, I'm right there with you. So, so let's let's uh, let's put a stamp on that one and, and move on. Uh, the new Cassian Andor Star Wars live action TV show has a few more details 
that has slipped out. Um, it's still untitled. We still don't know what the name of this thing is, uh, we, but we do know it's 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 going to be a prequel TV show to Rogue One. Uh, they're bringing back Diego Luna to play the role, but the time period uh, apparently is going to go back maybe a little further than we thought, because according to a report from Discussing Film, the series will provide a flashback to Cassian Andor's early days. It seems we are going to see why he joined this fight at such a young age. You know, Lucasfilm is currently eyeing to cast a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old version of Cassian Andor. Uh, Lucasfilm is already uh, working on that. So so if you if I put my uh, my theory hat on real quick, I, I'm thinking that we can probably see maybe like Cassian Andor's family member or sister or somebody die in some sort of way that leads him to joining the rebellion to kind of avenge his sister. Because if, if you remember in Rogue One, he does say, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. You're not the only one who's lost everything. Some of us have just decided to do something about it. And I think maybe we're going to go, this TV series is going to go all the way back to that moment forward. Well, it um, sounds like there might be some flashes back, flashbacks in between the three ages. Yeah, yeah, kind of doing what the Mandalorian's doing a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's a funny thing. Like, Star Wars is not known to have all these flashbacks, except for in the TV shows, apparently. Um, right. So so the, the the only other things we know about this is that uh, is that you know we're gonna have we're gonna see K two S O again, uh, Stephen Schiff, Tony Gilroy, and apparently George Lucas, the maker himself, will be getting a little bit of writing credits on this. But otherwise, things are buttoned up on this. Uh, are you excited for this series, guys? What 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 do you hope to see out of it? What what do you make of these new details? The only thing that I hope we get out of this is a in depth look at the like early formations of the rebellion. Um, kind of like how we got in, in solo, but I guess it'd be at, at this point, it, what it would be a little bit more structured and organized, but still pretty dang gorilla. Sure. Um, I would, that's the only thing I'm curious about it. In my personal opinion, I can't figure out for the life of me what they see in Cassian Andor to justify a whole ne- uh, series about him. But well, um, his his character was cool. It was fantastic. I'm super excited for it. I love know, more more, well, I mean, more power I mean, to more power to you guys. I'm glad you're he, getting a kick out of it. He's a, he's a straight up rebel spy, uh, aka rebel scum. Uh, he's gonna have his own TV show. I'd so. much anyway. I'd much rather love to have a series about the uh, the Guardians of the Wills. You know, I was I was so yeah. into. Donnie Yen, and it's absolutely because I'm a Donnie Yen fanboy. <laughs> well, maybe we'll maybe we'll see some of them. Well, that, but. Yeah, and they're definitely it because they're opening this up. There could be room for that. We could get a whole history. Oh, that would be so great. I'd love to learn more about the Guardians of the Wills. But they're, they're focusing on specific characters and have having character driven stories at the yeah, moment. So we'll I know. see how that plays out. Um, I'm really excited because I really love K2SO. Oh, for sure. I, 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 that's what I'm more excited about, but I do love Cassian Andor's character, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. Sure. Um. Yeah. Well, we we got a lot to cover tonight, so let, let's move on. Apparently, Lucasfilm and Marvel are teaming up on a new Star Wars TV show. Um. You know, we've we've got the Mandalorian, we've got this Rogue One prequel, we've got the Obi Wan Kenobi 
And now we're going to have this one, apparently. According to Making Star Wars editor Jason Ward, a new Star Wars show is starting now that nobody even knows. Uh, He went on to reveal that the show will revolve around Dr. Aphra, who is a character that was introduced in the Marvel Marvel Comics Darth Vader series, who then later went on to headline her own comic series. Uh, Ward said that he's also hearing that this is a Lucasfilm Marvel venture with both companies teaming up to bring a Star Wars show to the small screen. However, you know, there, there's been rumors that Kevin Feige had been uh, jumping into the Star Wars universe. There, there's no there's no word on if this is the project. I hope it's not. I, I would want to see something a lot bigger than this. But but if you haven't seen uh, or been following the Marvel Star Wars comics, Dr. Aphra, she is a criminal archaeologist who worked for Darth Vader, and she used to like find like little Sith things here and there. Well, eventually, Aphra severed her ties with Vader, uh, even crossed paths with Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, and her, her adventures are mostly confined to the classic trilogy era. era. But that, you know that doesn't mean that she can't cross over into post Return of the Jedi era and the Mandalorian. But but you know, Jason Ward goes on to say that Doctor Aphra is one hundred percent happening. It may already be filming, and if that's the case, the series is likely to come out on Disney Plus in fall 2020. So again, this is kind of rumors and speculations from a, a credible source, but that doesn't mean this is rock solid. So, so what do you guys think about the possibility of having this this Disney Plus TV show on a on a comic book character, Doctor Afra, that not a lot of, not a lot of people know a lot about her? Nathan, you seem kind of excited about this. Well, mostly because it's the first time I heard about this. I don't know how this got past me, but yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited for that because I've been meaning to read the Dr. Afra comics myself. Uh, I've been told that they're some of the best uh, best comics to read post-Disney. Um, so just more Dr. Afra content for me to look forward to. I've also probably watched a handful of YouTube videos from popular Star Wars channels about her hence why i initially got interested in her and i was like oh she's an interesting character she has she has the the courage to sass vader and she gets away with it double crosses vader gets away with it (laughs) she just does what she wants and somehow gets away with it so i just want to find out how she does that and now i get to watch a TV show about it. I, I'm I'm pretty into it. I'm sorry. So I'll, I'll explain how she does it. It's because she is one with the force, and the force is with her. Ah, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see if this if this rumor plays out to actually be true. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm always open for more Star Wars content. But uh, let's move on. Microsoft has unveiled their newest console, which has been named the Xbox Series X. Uh, On original title. In a statement, Microsoft says, uh, for 18 years and three console generations, the Xbox community has shown us both uh, the power, uh, I'm sorry, has shown us the power both games and fun can have on all of us. As we enter a new generation of gaming, we see a future where, where you are instantly absorbed in your game, where the worlds are even more lifelike, immersive, responsive, and surprising, and where you are at the center of your gaming experience with the new xbox series x we will realize that vision xbox series x will be our fastest most powerful console ever and set a new bar for performance speed compatibility and allowing you to bring your gaming legacy 
thousands of games from three generations and more forward with you. It's industrial design enables us to deliver four times the processing power of Xbox One X in the most quiet and efficient way, something that is critically important in delivering truly immersive gameplay. We also designed Xbox Series X to support both vertical and horizontal orientation. It's bold and unique, very much like our fans around the world and the team of collaborators and innovators who built it. Nathan, Bob, what, what do you what do you guys make of the Xbox Series X? Are you guys excited for this? I mean, that that statement kind of seems like this generic statement you get every console. Let's generation. see Xbox One X Pro X. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm refusing to call it Series X. I'm just going to call it Xbox Four because they can't also, apparently they don't learn how to make original titles. <laughs> One comes with the- yeah, it's not Xbox Series 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty fun. Uh, they they, sh- they should have just stuck with the Tony Hawk stuff, and, and they should have did. Xbox 360, Xbox, uh, what is it, 720 and then 1080 or something like that. This should have yeah. been the Xbox 1080. Well, what what do you guys – I mean, are, is it is this a console that you guys think you might pick up? Is this something that you actually think is – is really going to be that much better than the Xbox One? If they have a better exclusive game than they, or by game I mean like scene, if they have a better console exclusive scene this, this following generation than the current generation, I probably would. That's the big difference maker for me. Is I want to save out for PS Five. That that's the thing. I'm 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 not dead set on a particular console. I want to see what they're coming out with exclusive wise. Because even even Microsoft admitted that they could have done better with the yeah. exclusives for this generation, and uh, they unfortunately admitted that by the time this generation was so well established that it would be pointless to try and invest too much money into it. So I have a feeling that they are well ahead and had a good jump start into making some great exclusives for the gotcha. Xbox Series X. Bob, what do you think, man? Are, are you excited for this at all or no? I think uh, I was talking to somebody on this earlier, and I think Microsoft has a problem. Uh, they're like uh, they're like the Iron Man yes. of the uh, of the console wars. They keep churning out all of these uh, these new suits of armor and they can't seem to settle on one design they can't seem to settle on one system it's great that they're incorporating everything into this one so you can play all your games but there's got to be yeah but there's got to be a point where i buy an xbox and that's it i i mean like that's it for like five years uh, for the past five years, I mean, you go, you start with the Xbox. You got the Xbox One uh, S, and then you got the Xbox X, and there, and then there's the Xbox S uh, All Digital Edition. So I th- I'm hoping that this is them saying, okay, okay, we we get it. This is X Series. Th- this is it. This is your ultimate system. Uh, we'll do yearly models from this point forward. Oh, interesting, interesting. Well, let, let's let's move on. Uh, our last bit of nerd news before we hit our main event. Uh, prolific actor, Rene, how do you say his last name, Amanda? Aberjouma. Aberjouma. 
Anyways, best known for his role as a shapeshifter, Odo from Star Trek Deep Space Nine has died at the age of 79. You know, this this piece of news came out like right after our last episode. And apparently he passed away of some lung cancer. His son confirmed that, you know, everybody knows him as Odo from Star Trek Deep, Deep Space Nine. Um, you know, he, he was, he was a great actor, great character, hilariously sarcastic, but he also could, you know, show a certain sensitivity that, that only outsiders could fully understand. You know, he was, uh, one of the best Star Trek characters in Deep Space Nine. Um, you know, a lot of his fellow actors, you know, had a few things to say about this. Um, uh, his fellow Deep Space Nine co-star, uh, are, uh, I can never say people's names. Armin, Armin Shimmerman. Anyways, he, he, Quark. He played Quark. Anyways, uh, he, he tweeted, you know, his last message to me was titled, Don't Forget. I know that I, Kitty, and all that knew him will never forget. The world seems noticeably emptier now. I loved him. Uh, we also had uh, <coughs> Terry Farrell saying, I cannot express how much you meant to me. I will truly miss you, my dear colleague, mentor, father figure, and friend. And uh, his Boston Legal co-star and fellow Star Trek actor, William Shatner, also had this to say. Just heard about the death of my... (laughs) Yeah, really. Just heard about the death of my uh, friend and fellow actor. Uh, To sum up, his life in a tweet is nearly impossible. To Judith, uh, Tessa, and Remy... Uh, I send you my love and strength. I will keep you in my thoughts and remember a wonderful friendship with Renee. Uh, what, what what do you guys uh, remember from Deep Space Nine and uh, and Odo? What, what were some of your favorite moments? Anything? Anything come to mind? I just thought Odo was the best. I mean, he did such a fantastic job. To me, Odo was one of the central figures of Deep Space Nine. He made it much more unique and... Renee did an amazing job bringing Odo to life. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was just out here in Denver at Starfest just uh, two years ago. We got to hear a lot of great stories from him, and you know, something that stood out about him as a person is that he was uh, he was a very approachable person. You could you could you could sit, you could talk with him, ask questions, and he wasn't this big. Uh, you know, he's been he's he, he's been in so many different films and and TV shows, and he wasn't like this big. Uh, you know, personality, you know, he could joke around with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all the best to him and his family. Uh, and Odo, we'll miss you. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park? And that bell means it's time for our main event. The Mandalorian Chapter 6, Nerd Out! All right, guys. Hey. Chapter 6, The Mandalorian. What what, what, was, what were some of your favorite parts? What, what stood out to you about this episode? I just got to say one thing spoilers. real quick. Spoilers. Flames. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. 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 <laughs> spoilers. 
I mean, got we have the title, but I guess it's not chapter enough. six. I gotta say one thing before we jump into our favorite things: a flamethrower to the freaking <laughs> face, man! Flamethrower to the face, freaking awesome! Uh, what, 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 was, what was what was some of your guys' favorite parts of uh, Mandalorian Chapter Six? What stood out to you? Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just about to say when Baby Yoda looked like he'd taken the I know, down. right? It's like his chest blows that up was... and Baby Yoda looks at his hand like, oh? <laughs> what? <laughs> that made the episode. I had all, both of my girls were laughing. You, you know what's amazing about that is, you know, Baby Yoda's a puppet. He's not CGI. And yet we, we, we can capture those emotions and understand what Baby Yoda's thinking from a puppet. I mean... Yeah, yeah. He's looking at his hand like, really? I did this? Uh, but the puppet is conveying that. Uh, but, you know, what What force power would he have used to have done that? I mean, that's what Baby Yoda wanted to know. <laughs> so, 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 what else stood out to you guys? What did you guys really enjoy about this episode? Um, I love. Oh, sorry. Right, so, Bob, I you go. go ahead, go, Bob. All right. No, so, go ahead. Uh, Mando obviously walked into this and you could tell just by the way he was talking to the dude on the station uh, Mando walked into this knowing he was going uh, he was going to get double crossed and as soon as that twilight came up and started acting started channeling um, what's her name from Suicide Squad oh uh, yeah as soon as that twilight started uh, channeling Harley Quinn Mando's looking at her and you I don't know how he does it, how that actor does it, but he shows so much disdain for people without even taking a helmet off. I mean, he's just just staring yeah. at her like, "Are you are you crazy?" Well, it, it it seemed like maybe they had some sort of romantic relationship. No, no, well, no. They, no they had some sort they of. They may history. have had history. No. Yeah, they did. No, no. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't believe so. So I'm better at reading, like, when they're trying to set people up together in shows. This was, she had a thing for him and he had nothing for her. Well, yeah, but in in the past. No. No, in the past. Not not during that episode. So. No, I I agree with Amanda on this. The guy who used to run bounties with them pointed out, okay, you two lovebirds, when it was clearly a they're razzing him uh, and she's going as far as she can because yep. she's having fun mm-hmm. teasing yep him. okay all right well maybe i read that wrong because I, I thought maybe they had some sort of history together and that they uh were boyfriend girlfriend at one point or something no, no there was none okay. of that he was not having any of that gotcha okay all right well, Nathan, what you're you're speaking of? What was one of your favorite parts, or what, what stood out to you in this? Well, a detail that I didn't notice, and I guess it's just because I was never big on the comedy scene. But like, I was talking to some coworkers at work today. Apparently, everybody is like excited and like raving about the fact that Bill Burr made it into a Star Wars show. Yeah. Bill Burr, the comedian. Like I didn't, I didn't even. First of all, didn't know that that Imperial sharpshooter was Bill Burr. <laughs> I love because I didn't know who Bill Burr was. <laughs> but apparently, he's 
but he's apparently famous for his like outrage well, comedy. Yeah, of, he, like, he's he's known for not being a Star Wars fan, and now here he is in Star Wars. So, yeah, I gotta yeah, say so, that gotcha, gotcha. the that, comment that he made about the shooting that the stormtrooper made was awesome. It's like, <laughs> I'm not that a stormtrooper. <laughs> Yeah. So my favorite part of it was how Mando just like systematically hunted oh, them down word. at the end. That yes. was brilliant. Dude, it had like this weird like predator scene all of a sudden. Like, yes, that's Mando what I was thinking. Hunting predator. everyone. <laughs> and so the other thing that I really liked going to how you didn't realize who Bill Burr was, was I didn't realize that they took out the voice actor for Anakin Skywalker. Oh yeah, yeah. Matt Lander was in this. He was the uh, the rebel. He was the uh, the rebel oh, yeah. dude with the, uh, the little. Uh, he was the the New Republic. The, guy, new, yeah. the new Republic yeah, he, guy. Yeah, he was the New Republic guy. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, we, we, we've said spoilers enough. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was really excited. I'm like, oh, that was Anakin. The voice actor, yeah. Anakin. Wow. Yeah, and and uh, th- yeah, there was a, there was a lot of cameos in this one. I mean, we we had uh, all the X wing pilots were various uh, directors from the uh, uh, Mandalorian, and and probably the most prolific of those was Dave Filoni himself, who you know Dave Filoni, yep. creator of Clone Wars uh, or co creator with George Lucas and Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Resistant. I mean, Dave Filoni is the heir apparent of George Lucas, the Padawan of George Lucas, you might say. So, and and his name was Trapper Wolf, which is appropriate because uh, Dave Filoni is obsessed with wolves. That's like his favorite animal. So there you go. Yeah, that's why we got that in there. But um, but like, let's go back to Baby Yoda for a second. Like, like how smart is Baby Yoda supposed to be? Like, I I was picking up that Baby Yoda was catching a like a, a negative vibe or something and and decided he needed to watch that droid and he's hiding he's recognizing danger so uh, if we go back to the force juice that I think they're trying to suck from baby Yoda <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to help to help raise palpatine, to help raise palpatine. which we'll find out if you're right or not in episode uh, nine okay so I want to clone army of baby Destroy them with cuteness. So anyway, um, if we think about how children develop and they develop their senses, is that why baby Yoda takes so long to grow is because he has to develop these force senses because he's so force sensitive. Oh, that's an interesting theory. I could, I could understand that. I mean, his species lives hundreds of years, almost a de- uh, not decade, geez, uh, millennium. I would assume they could reach a millennium if they lived a really healthy life. Yoda, what, made it to 900 Over 900 or years old, you will not be good or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so like I-, I could totally understand if like their biological development process is like pretty slow compared to like a normal human yeah, or other but areas. you do have that force sensing abilities that develop along with normal senses right. and so it takes longer to process things and maybe he's developing those force senses yeah, well, that, yeah absolutely that's, that's an interesting way of thinking about it but uh 
let, let's um, let's jump back a little bit. Like, so okay, so all of Mando's friends, if you want to call them that, uh, obviously wanted to betray him and kill him. But like, what do you think? What do you? What kind of backstory do we learn about Mando from this? Because this was all about Mando's uh, all all the people that he used to run and gun and and have fun with. Um, like, what what kind of backstory do you guys start to piece together from from this episode? What are you thinking? That he hung out with people that maybe he didn't necessarily agree with, but he was trying to get a job done. He was trying to survive and um, build an income and be successful. Sure. Well, here's a, here is a detail that I caught. I don't know if you guys caught this, but the, the female Twilight kept joking about, uh, how the Mandalorian hates droids with a burning passion. Well, if you recall in, uh, what was it? Episode two or three, whichever one he, uh, three, where he got the, uh, Beskar, uh, shipment or whatever you want to call it. It, it flashed back to the, oh. the raid on the, the village and there were separatist droids there. So I couldn't help but imagine that there's a connection there that his his hatred of droids stemmed from that and he rolled with the that crew because I can't help but imagine they might have had some sort of involvement in like uh, raiding separatist bases or something and it just fulfilled a personal vendetta for him. This was stuff that I was thinking about as I was watching this. I was thinking... I can't help but feel like he wouldn't just simply roll with a bunch of thugs just to be a thug himself. He had to have had some personal, uh, like stake in it yeah. that he wanted to fulfill, and, and they were just and the means to an this end. This is like one of the few characters that he didn't just go out and start killing everybody. Um, I mean, he 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 trapped them. So so maybe, yeah, he didn't even kill any of his old teammates, which. Caught me off guard. I could have sworn he killed that dev- yeah, the devil, the devil or however you flamethrower in the face, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, that- so I don't think he's afraid <laughs> to kill people. I mean, let's think about episode. Let's think oh, about not. the first episode. Um, oh, but yeah. I think he only does it when he has to. And if there's another way, he'll take the right. other way because it is this the way. This is the way. Well. <laughs> I don't, this is I don't, the way. So, are you are you giving him like a Batman type of uh, morality? No, no, because he does kill people. I'm yeah. giving him a if he can avoid it, he would rather avoid it, but, but it's why? not going to stop him. Why would he rather avoid it? Well, it, it's the impression that I get, and as we watch more, we will find out more. Yeah. Um. And it, it kind of goes back to, I remember reading about some critiques saying, well, wh- why isn't um, on the on the fifth ep- episode when he went out to go and chase, to try and get that bounty, and someone had commented, well, why didn't he bring his best weapon? And he's trying to get money, and maybe his best weapon costs money to do. I mean, he's going back to these people he obviously doesn't like to try and earn money. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, I think we're going to see these guys again. I mean, all of these characters 
were so unique and fun to kind of hang out with, even if they're kind of villainous, that I I hope we see them again. Uh, I mean, that strong dude, the the devil dude, uh, alone probably provided the Mandalorian the biggest uh, challenge he's had outside of, you know, the uh, the mud horn or, or some giant beast. Uh, so so I oh, think to, sure. to create these characters and then to throw them away uh, would be a shame. But I, I hope we see them again. They seem to be a lot of fun. Well, they killed off the brother and they killed off the guy who put everything together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of gives some bad blood there. Sure, sure. Like, okay, so why did it, why didn't those X wing pilots just ask any questions? They seemed a little trigger happy. They're like, oh, hey, there it is. Oh, I think I think I see something. There's blown up because they were all directors of the show, <laughs> so they knew they knew what happened. Well, didn't didn't uh, didn't the New Republic guy uh, explain that that beacon he had was like a signal yes. to oh, destroy it or something? He, yeah, he said, I press this button and New Republic ships are going to come blow this oh, really? ship yep. oh, okay. up. So it was like a command. To, maybe in a, maybe they do that as a fail safe to protect, uh, um, I don't it's know, like to data protect, or evidence. So that way the prisoners don't escape. So, so, the, so from the X-Men's gotcha. point of view, they're getting this signal that says, yes, we're clear to blow this up. And mm-hmm. they see a potential enemy fighter coming their way. Okay. Yep. All right. I guess that makes it. I guess I'll, I'll say they're not trigger happy. Um, but yeah, we're just following orders. So, but you know, we've got another episode of the Mandalorian coming out this Wednesday and Thursday. Like we said, we got the rise of Skywalker coming out. We, we might just have two podcasts this week, one just to cover the rise of Skywalker. And then we'll go back to our normal, uh, you know, you know, Mandalorian talk, but, uh, but Hey guys, Last minute, last minute. Any Rise of Skywalker predictions or anything you want to throw out there? This is our last time. I think I think we're going to see uh, a Force ghost of uh, Anakin Skywalker and and a few other uh, people. What do you guys think? I think last we're minute. going to get Anakin. We're going to get uh, Yoda. We're going to get Obi Wan, uh, and they're all going to be sitting there laughing at Kylo. Oh, jeez, that's funny, Amanda. <laughs> what do you think? Last minute. <laughs> Last minute Rise of Skywalker predictions. Um, Sith troopers are force sensitive. I don't know. All right. <laughs> so force. What was that, Nathan? Stormtroopers are force sensitive Sith troopers. I want all them to right, kick all, all right. the butt. Well, hey folks, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Please. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever else you find us. Please leave us a review and make it good. If you want to reach out to us in between episodes, please do so. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you think about the upcoming uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker or the next chapter of Mandalorian. Leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. You can even email us at supernerdpodcast at gmail.com. And please find us on Facebook. Search for Super Nerd Podcast. Give us a like, give us a share, and tell your friends about us. But hey, folks, I hope you guys enjoy Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We're definitely talking that next time. And hey, stay nerdy, my friends. Thank you so much.